another amazing episode of HR Talk featuring Ricky Bias and JC. They're really great guys, but sometimes they're about as funny as a fart in a fan factory. Try to enjoy the show! And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to yet another fantastic episode of HR Talk. I believe it might be episode 240, 246, 247, somewhere in that range. Ricky, what number are we up to? 389. <laughs> episode 389. I know. I'm just kidding. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, all our episodes are five minutes long. And we're up to episode number 2,562. No, I'm kidding around. Come on. Hey, I'm JC. I'm on the show today all the way from the deep, deep southwestern corner of the state of Georgia. And going across the bow to sunny central Florida, just a few short hours away, the man, the myth, the legend, the guy that refused to get in the car and drive up here to say hello, but he's staying locked down in quarantine, Ricky Baez. Hello, 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 everyone. Clapping, clapping left and right. Yay. We're, we're doing everything live. Nothing is pre-recorded. And the reason we're doing that is that uh, JC is on assignment right now. He is in Georgia. Completely different world for him. Um, what kind of documentation did you have to show to get into the state of Georgia? Well, Ricky, I'm uh, in full disclosure. This, uh, this trip has been absolutely uh, hard. It's been a hard trip. Uh, yeah, my, my godmother, my aunt passed away not too Ooh. long ago. Uh, mm-hmm. The family got notification of that while they were at my uncle's funeral in D.C. So, uh, so it's been back-to-back hits, man, wow. uh, for the family. So uh, word came down uh, through the family that um, they, they wanted some assistance and tapped into me. Uh, got some got some time off and uh, got on the plane, come down here to help settle affairs and, and do the best we can mm. to represent things. And, and real quick, before I, we talk about the travel, I, I do want to take just a brief moment to talk about my aunt. And here's why. She, she lived a life of service, Rick. She did. And uh, she really valued humanity and okay. giving back to people and giving back to the community. So following forward with her wishes, um, all of her media, her books, everything of that nature, is all going to the, uh, to the local library here, to where it could then be shared amongst the oh, entire wow. community. Okay. And uh, the majority of her estate and belongings has been designated by choice, being given back to the community as well. Um, through, through a place locally here that helps uh, women and children uh, battered home type situations, trying to start over new lives. So this, uh, this facility, uh, they, they help liquidate estates and, and they sell things off and the proceeds raised help the families directly and or if someone's in need of something, let it be clothing, uh, kitchenware items, uh, whatever it may be, they step in to help out bring these things to the table as well. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to selflessly promote anything as of right now. If, if anyone's interested, more than happy to share that information privately on, on these organizations. But a big kudos and shout out to the entire community uh, for stepping up, stepping in line, and, and also being willing uh, to, to help carry out her wishes of giving back to literally everyone that, that she could have. Wow. And it's just a lot, Rick. Yeah. It's a lot. No, you know, bet. we had a, um, a six-hour flight down here. Every single airport that I got into, um, because there was layover as well. Okay, I was going to uh, ask, so that, how slow was that plane going? 
Yeah. So the uh, the start of the flight, I, I checked in at the airport up in New York, and it was like a ghost town. You know, got there a good hour and a half, two hours early. I could have gotten there 10 minutes early and gotten to my flight. I'm going to tell you that. Okay. No. Um, no check bag, you know, just got through. TSA was extra harsh. I mean, they, they basically put on a rubber glove and touched my tonsils. I mean, it was pretty <laughs> intense, man, you know. Okay. But on the, on the back side of that, um, just had a lot of time to kill in the airport and was going, you know, just walking up and down the terminal. And every single restaurant, every single bar closed. Uh, they, it, it was real weird, man. They had mannequins set up in some of the bars and restaurants. So you, uh, so it looked like someone was there. I'd rather see nothing than see a mannequin. They That's had just mannequins me. in there. They had mannequins, yeah. So Why? my layover, though, I I don't know. They're friggin' weird. <laughs> it's like North I, Korea. I don't advocate for that. Yeah, get rid of that Look, shit. We're right? in business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's tons of people here. Yeah, they're green and made of plastic. Right, right. What are you doing? <laughs> I mean, no difference. <laughs> <laughs> so so got to Charlotte and. Uh, uh, Charlotte, big hub, lots yeah. of people, very great. Love it people there. galore, though. I'm telling mm -hmm. you, the place was packed. There's so many people traveling. It's unbelievable. The flight from Charlotte to Georgia was was just packed to the gills. There was literally no room left. Mm -hmm. And um, everyone was just working hard. But it's a, there's still, everyone's still wearing masks. They really are. They're doing their thing. Uh, down here in the local community, it's a little bit more of a small town. Everyone kind of knows everyone. And you don't see people wear masks as much or being enforced as much. Like some of our current event stories coming up later on where the couple in uh, Cincinnati actually <laughs> was forced to wear ankle bracelets for their tracking. That is you crazy. Know? It's, it is. And, and I know at the backside of this entire thing, I'm going to have to file paperwork with the state of New York to say, yes, I was out of town for a bit yeah. and I'm going to be on a mandatory quarantine and they're going to watch all my, my, <laughs> my records and travel so and everything like that. Make sure I stay in my home yeah. or otherwise, Rick, you're going to get a $2,000 penalty from King Cuomo in New I York saw, state. Which did is you absolutely say King Cuomo? <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. It's an authoritarian state. The you monarch know, of New York. Got it. Right. You cannot <laughs> remove him even if you vote against him. So he's uh, just in charge for the whole freaking thing. You got, know? It. got it. It's like a pyramid scheme and he's the only one in the scheme. You know, he's just, just so everything goes to him. It's a tiny pyramid. It's a tiny yeah, pyramid scheme. Very small, very, very, tiny. very small pyramid. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, I got to share this with you though. Yeah. So being down here, I've had that opportunity to use my other accents a little bit more and kind of blend in. <laughs> and, and in the, in the process of doing so, it, it's always good to spread your appreciation for people. And I got to give credit where credit's due. There's a lady here at the hotel that I'm staying at. Her name is D. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say exactly her full name, nor am I going to say the hotel I'm at, but D, I know you're listening as of right now. And I know your general manager is listening. And I mm -hmm. know that the people above them are listening. Uh, here's the thing. Absolutely amazing customer service, Rick. Hmm. There, there were issues in the room the first night. The air conditioner's not working. I'm used to living inside of a refrigerator. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, you get down here and it's 104 degrees outside. The AC is not working. It's probably 105 in the room. This lady went above and beyond, rearranged schedules, rearranged everything, moved the occupancy. She went way, way wow. out of her way. Yeah, There's deep. no depth and breadth for which I can explain not only the professionalism, the courtesy, but the, the highest level of customer service I've seen. And I've stayed at some five-star hotels, okay? This okay. is not a five-star hotel. 
It's not. This is a, a solid three, though, okay? okay. Right. But she's working like she's in a five-star hotel. Uh-huh. Bro, when you talk about people being dedicated to, like, their job because they love what they do and helping people, mm-hmm. it, it was a living, breathing testament to a lot of what we talk about on this program. You know what I mean? Yep. I know exactly what you mean. And, and those are the employees that we should really be cultivating. And on the, heels of, on the heels of last show, we don't know if that person was lacking before. And then she was put on a performance improvement plan and it really worked for her. Right? So this is one of those other outcomes of a PIP. I'm not saying well, that's I, what happened. I know, I yeah. know what happened. What happened? She, she, she actually was with a different hotel and moved away for a little while, came to take care of some family, came back and got, got in with another hotel chain. And that's then in that process is, is kind of starting over, yeah. you know, and establishing laying her base. And she's in charge of a, a certain shift. And it's a, it's a team of one that she's in charge of, you know. But, <laughs> okay. but to seamlessly integrate and, and you push into a facility and you can handle all that stuff and take care of the issues and, and communicate effectively with your leadership and put a positive face on the brand. These are all things that go a long way that there, there's no direct monetary value that you could put on some of those skills and people call them soft skills. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, these are becoming the hard skills that you need to, to just continue to succeed. You know what I'm saying? No, you're right. And especially now when everything is happening, there's a lot of people who did come back to work who really don't want to come back to work because they were just having a good time at home right? getting paid for doing nothing, but the right people do come back to work. And that is who we want right there. That kind of dedication. Because if you focus just on the money on its own, then you're going to get those, those money-hungry people. But if you get somebody who has amazing work ethic, and then you get to talk about it exactly how we are right now, we've built this culture that promotes that. And I'm sure for her, for Dee, that money's going to come later on. Somebody's going to recognize her for her efforts. Oh, dude, awesome. she, she's the type of person that could probably run an entire hotel. You know what I mean? Like, dude, uh, just, just, just go like downstairs, a, like interview war, her. You know? just, just go downstairs, <laughs> interview her. And we can really get to the bottom of what motivates her. Well, uh, check this out, though. I, I tried to, and she, she didn't want to be on the show just yet. I'm going to try again before my trip up. is over. You creeped her um, No, no, no. It wasn't that. It was she thought that I was sent here by management to you <laughs> critique her. You, you know? should have practiced your Southern asking better, bro. <laughs> you are horrible. <laughs> Hi, I am from out of town. Um, that's not a Southern accent, bro. It really is. That's not people from Buffalo talk. I don't know who talks like that. (laughs) Man, I don't know. I was just trying to blend in a little bit and everyone's been real kind and courteous down here, Rick. And it's been a blessing. I'm I'm very, I'm very thankful though, seriously, because it's, it's taking me back to my North Carolina roots a little bit and, and brought some of that out. And to that, speaking of North Carolina roots, and this will be the end of my like soapbox here in the beginning, uh, before we talk about our amazing guests and a lot of stuff going on. I took an opportunity to go try to say hello to uh, one of our Marine Corps brothers. I was actually the best man in his wedding so many years ago. And uh, I'm in the hotel room right now staring out the window and I see where he works. And I've gone, I dropped off my business card and I watched them take it into his office. And uh, they came back and said, he's, uh, he's not here. He's delivering checks. Uh, wait, hold on. Which business card did you give him? The one with your picture on it or without yeah. a picture? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the, the picture? With my, yeah. So Dude, you, you shouldn't have done it. that. No, yes, you can. You're much uglier now than what you were 20 years ago. 
He probably thought you was a bill collector or somebody from a past relationship. Dude, what are you doing? Dude, the parole officer's here. We got to go. <laughs> I don't blame him if he just saw the yeah, picture. Yeah. <laughs> You're funny, man. No, that's good. So I, I don't know. I'll, I'll try to stop by and say hi to him again. Uh, that's our okay. buddy, Donnie. Uh, if you are in the southwestern area, looking uh, southwest Georgia area, looking for a Toyota, he's the guy to go see. Right, I know he's that the one. Gotcha. But, okay. Yeah, but or maybe not because I can't even see him to say hi. So I don't know. It's <laughs> neither here nor there. You know, it's I all you. good. I um, so what's what's new in your neck of the woods, and who do we have coming on today? Talk to me. Well, new in the neck of the woods, same old thing. We're still in the quarantine, but uh, and it's following up on our HR Florida 2020 partnership coming up, the conference coming up here at the end of August, we do have a very special guest today. Um, he is actually the MC of the entire event. His name is John Petz. Uh, and he, I've seen him in action before. He really does a good job at getting the crowd route up and he man. is an amazing guest, man. Trust me, you, you're gonna love this one. Well, being a guy that MCs events as well too, I, I know it's like, everyone's a little bit different with their flair and, yep. and inflection and their style and tone. And I'm going to tell you something. I've got no problem taking a back seat and keep my mouth shut today. Cause this guy's like, this, this is like the John Tesh of MCs. Like this guy's a top, he's an A-lister man. Right. He is. I don't, I'm trying to Google John Tesh. I'm sorry. I don't know who that okay. is. <laughs> sorry, bro. <laughs> You're like, that's the right. Mike Bolton of saxophones. I, I don't know who that is either. So for, for anyone on the show, uh, <laughs> sorry. okay, I'm, I'm going to redefine what I'm about to say. Uh, Rowana, I know you're listening. Help me educate Ricky on who John Tesh is. You helped us out with Old Town Road not too long ago. Ricky, I don't know what's up with him. Like the past 40 years. Yes. So she called out two things that I didn't know. No, three. Yeah, My dude. 4K TV right, yeah. that I didn't know I had. Old Town Road. And yeah. then the lady it's that a uh, summer was talking about that I'm embarrassed right now. I forget the name of the author. She goes, of, course you <laughs> of course you did. So then now we're going to have to, we need, her on on. we need her on dude. We just, uh, she we ain't going to come on. She, <laughs> she's going to be taking two hours of correcting you the whole time, or reminding <laughs> you of things that are actually genuine and legit, you know? Yeah, I know. I know. What? All right. Well, dude, let's bring John on. Let's bring him right. on. Let's get this going, and I, it's uh, yeah. Let's do that. Here we go. Hey, I, I'm I'm oh. good with that. Uh, before we hit the gas on that, though, uh, you take the lead on this one for a minute. I got you. Okay, I got you, ladies and gentlemen. So, with that said, we have on the show today one. This this one is going to be interesting because JC HR Florida. 2020 is coming up here at the end. Actually, no, in a couple of months, not even a couple of less than two months, August 30th, August yes. 30th. That's going to be, you're going to be live on the floor with me at, as of, at, as of right now, because Florida keeps breaking records as the weeks go on, as the months go on. But we do have John Petz with us today. He is VMC of the event. Uh, so John, how are you? I am never better and I'm with you. I'm ready to go on site and make this thing happen. You're never better. Awesome. <laughs> I like that. Well, John, you've been doing this for quite some time, right? Because at the very least, from my perspective, I was, I spoke in HR Florida 2017 and I saw this crazy guy on stage uh, come out with a jumpsuit, something about skydiving. I don't know if I was at a skydiving conference or an HR Florida conference. What was that all about? 
that was your first year. So I actually, I had to look, I'm looking up, I think 2013 was my first year. So that was the first time out. Uh, so the, the parachute one would have been at least a, a, well, a few years ago. That was a, a wild entrance we had, which was a pre-record, and we were late to the show and we were late because we were lost skydiving and it was this real time video. And of course come rumming in from the back of the stage in this full parachute gear. And you know, it was, it was a grand way to start the conference. It really was because I got there via Uber and then you get there via plane. So I'm like, wow, I'm doing something wrong with my life, John. <laughs> so, it was a little plane. It was a little one. It was a tiny oh, one. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was a small G5. Got it. it. You, know, you spend a million on it, not 10 million. I get you. I get you. So, it, 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 so are you in HR? Are you an HR guy, John? Or? I am not. That's why I'm so excited to be on this show today to see everything I don't know and how much I'm going to mess up the listeners for you with some we, other That's exactly. See, we, we're going to get along great because that's our goal. How to screw up a listener's day. <laughs> that works perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so um, how did you t tell us a little bit about your journey? How did you start off not being in HR and now you're headlining one of the biggest HR conferences in the nation today? No, 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 uh, no. In no? the world, actually. In the in world. In the world. It is. Got it it got is got literally it. in it the is. world. You're right on that. Uh, how? No, I mean, I, my, I got to try to abbreviate it because we're on time, but I mean, I'm a professional technology sales and marketing guy, professional magician, ended up, it was 17 years, June 30th was my 17 year anniversary of not having a real job. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but I, I kind of combined, I was doing a ton of sales inspiration, a lot of training and I had the entertainment aspect. I combined them and most of my work is as an opening, closing keynote. If you want to call it motivation, I speak on performance. So motivational performance, motivational, uh, you know, that kind of realm. Started emceeing shows, you know, I don't, I, I'd have to see, you know, some clients asked if I would emcee. I actually did the closing keynote, or sorry, the opening keynote for HR Florida in 2013. That's what I think I had to look up. Uh, or maybe that was one of the events I did for him. But and after that, we, we talked about emceeing it, and I've been thankfully a part of it for many years since. It is one of the premier events in the world, not only HR, and I'll tell you why. It's because they're volunteers, and what they pull off as volunteers and how professional that thing is, is just un it's incredible. Absolutely incredible. Let me tell you how much it's how much I do appreciate that because JC and I were just talking about his customer service experience that he just had over in Georgia. And my experience in HR Florida for the first time a couple of years ago, just interacting with what I thought there was HR Florida Council employees. And at the end of the conference, I quickly found they, they told me that they're not employees, they're volunteers. And I'm like, you, you're acting like an employee who gets paid and this is your mission. And you could tell there's some passion from everybody who volunteers for that organization. Uh, undeniable. And it's to be on the conference. I mean, people want to be on it. It's a, it's a, the overall just surprise and delight of what they're trying to create for each yeah. and every participant every year in every session is it's remarkable. It is. And, and it, you know, I, I just wish I could have gone every year after that. It, it just, you know, with the schedules and everything going on, I can't do it. But now it's literally 20 minutes from my house. So there's, there's no excuse for me not to go. And I'm speaking. So I guess I kind of have to. So <laughs> I kind of have to show up, right? Um, so through the years, I've seen that they got different themes with HR Florida. It's one theme was a rock and roll theme or a 60s theme. And I was talking to Heather and Tina a couple of weeks ago, and they said the theme right now is it involves a lot of zoo animals and circus animals. They're saying, <laughs> I hear you're going to come on stage on top of an elephant while juggling <laughs> monkeys. Is that true? 
Well, I will correct you. It's two elephants, one foot on each. Yes. <laughs> and I'll be juggling awful. monkeys who will be fire eating as they're juggled. Dude, this thing is getting better. <laughs> so don't miss it. Come I'm see not going to miss it. And they're all going to have masks. That's one big mask yeah. for those elephants. That's awesome. <laughs> so are you, are you involved in the planning phases, in the planning for this year? You are, right? Um, You're... I've been involved since the close of last year. I mean, from, have to be, a lot of, and not every client I have is like that, but there's, especially with this year, with being an on-site and line, I've got vast experience with taking events that are in a hybrid events or, you know, a live event, making them hybrid or a live mm -hmm. event and making it online. But, you know, acting as a, a co-director or as an assistant to really build the dynamics, the event flow, the emotional connection is something that's, that's a great forte of mine. I'm, I'm thrilled mm -hmm. I can be a part of it and help. It's, it's huge. And, and being on the ground floor of that from, from that onset all the way through to fruition, you're building that relationship with those event managers along the way. You, you are essentially an event manager as the MC while you're up there that day, making the magic happen, so to speak, right? You have to be. I mean, it, to be in that role, and I think either as a keynote speaker or as an MC in that role, to, to truly take on some of the ownership of the, the I mean, yes, I, I want to say the event manager, the, the producer, director. Right. right. I, I like to call it the insurance policy. It is, you've got to be ready for anything at any moment at any time and make it go perfect for them. All right. So here's one for you. Anything, any moment, any time. Who do you have coming this year? In terms of keynotes? Yes. Yes. Who, who are I'm, some of these names? Oh my gosh. Well, I'm most excited about probably... I shouldn't say most. I'm excited about everything. <laughs> you know? I love it. Ricky, Ricky, he was about to say he's most excited about you, I think. Yeah, and, but and he's, he's like, the back. check hasn't cleared. Check hasn't cleared. I'm not saying it Ricky yet. and JC. I mean, that's all it's about. <laughs> I, are, are you guys Office fans? Yes. 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 I yes. Mean, uh, BJ Novak coming. And yes. that's what I guess I'm excited about. He is really going to be doing an interview session. And because mm. of that, I get to hang out with a guy. Like last year, I got, I was, you know, Sean White did a, did mm -hmm. a session and then we did about 20 minute interview. Well, we're going to be doing a session with BJ and it's going to be about the lessons you can learn in your office from your TV's favorite office. So oh, I'm that's probably cool. Probably most excited about that just to kind of see where it's going to go and what we're going to do. Uh, but I mean, the, the, the Orange Theory, we have the CEO of Orange Theory coming out to talk I'm excited about, about that. Yeah, and it's, yeah. I guess what I love about the keynotes, what they do there is there's so much content, as you know, because you've been there, but also they bring in industry leaders from completely different yep. industries. And I had to get her last name, forgive me. It's Latham or Latham. I've not yet spoken to her. Mm -hmm. uh, and she's, I mean, she, she co-founded the thing. Uh, yeah. Tyler, and then there's Tyler Schultz. He's in, totally in the different field, in the health healthcare field, but how... <laughs> how topical and important right now that's going to yes. relate how we twist that. So the, the keynotes yeah. are always, I mean, this is a national international, as you mentioned, the type of talent you get in and you, you know, the, the chapters that support it. I mean, it's, it's incredible too. So, so that's it, what I'm most excited about. So me too, right? It, it's, I'm, I'm really excited. It's the, the CEO of Orange Theory. I'm really excited about, but BJ Novak, Here's it's yeah. since, since you're going to interview him, you got to ask him this for me, right? Please, write please, it down. Yeah. please, yeah, please write it down, bro. Write it down. You got to ask him because he is one of the writers of the show. Yeah, co-producer. Yeah, yep. yeah. 
so I want to know who does he connect with to get advice on how an office environment is really like, because they take that and they take it to the umpth degree that makes it so hilarious. And if you've never worked in an office environment, this show's going to be funny. If you have worked in an office environment, it's going to be freaking hilarious. And I, I just want to know where does he get that inspiration? Where it's who are his technical advisors? Are they 20 year HR people or just regular employees who got fired for doing those antics on the show <laughs> and then he just repurposed them? You're right. You, you have to figure that all the stuff that happened, somebody in their career yeah. has had that happen in real. And you're right. I even think there's a preempt to your question. Like I got to ask him like, BJ, have you ever actually worked in an office? Then how on <laughs> earth? So your question, how did you get advice from real office people? Where'd you get it? That's a guy. Well, I duly noted. You'll be there. I will ask it. They, oh, I will be there. Like it's it, just throwing flowers, all kinds of things on stage. Just, I just hope I don't, I don't spoof the I elephant. Is the elephant going to be there when you're doing the interview? Well, the pooper scoopers that come behind them, they kind of, they walk oh, them back. Those <laughs> <poor> guys. <laughs> <laughs> That is awesome. So yeah, it is very topical, especially, you know, with, with everything happening today with, I know this conference is going to be the, it's, it's different than what it has been before. And I think it's going to lay the groundwork on how conferences are going to be conducted in the future. So how hard is it? Because I know with my understanding from Tina and, and from Heather is that this year, the conference is going to be two conferences running concurrently. There's the live on ground, and then there's the virtual experience. And one would think that, oh, we just set up a camera and hit play and that's it. But no, it's, it's, there, there, there's a real production behind that, correct? There is. I mean, yeah. figure watching ESPN or but whatever. The yeah. It's a television show. And, yeah. you know, <laughs> meetings in real life that are boring are really boring. A meeting on a virtual television screen that's boring is is. <laughs> yeah, I don't, can you imagine what i mean no you can't you can't i mean you can't really imagine it but the other way i say it is like when you're in a you're in a meeting i call it the guilty attention like you're in a general session live and if they're not really into you know you look down i know you guys can see me because we're looking you know you're typing i call it silent prayer you go in silent prayer mode which when you lean down and you just start typing away and doing your email <laughs> on your phone. but that's live right. environment right. if you disengage someone for four seconds in a virtual environment they're at the fridge, you know, they're yeah. walking the dog. They're, yeah. they're physically gone because there's not the embarrassment factor of walking out on the speaker. So there, there is a production value. The, the general sessions are going to be full-fledged, full production. I got a wireless camera. We're doing backstage stuff for exclusively, oh. exclusively nice. for the online audience only. I hope I was allowed to say that. Maybe that was part of my surprise, but <laughs> it's out. So I don't know when this is published, but get it out there okay. because we're going to do, and the way I wrote it, it's like part, you know, a little bit part James Corden, if you watch that show, where behind the scenes, you know, the keynotes are there knocking on the dressing room and, hey, what's going to, what do you expect to share with the online audience? And they can ask questions on their own. And it's, it's going to be wow. a, a show because you have to treat them, they engage differently. And the moment you're on stage and say, great, we're going to be going to housekeeping and we're going, the people online don't care about that. We mm -hmm. want something unique and relevant to them in that very moment also. And that's important. So we're going to produce the heck out of it. No, it is important, and, 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 and that's why I wanted to talk about that right now, because once, um, uh, two weeks ago, we, we published a show where we announced a partnership between HR Florida Council and HR Top Podcast to be the official podcast of the event. So I started getting questions about, so how's that live, the, uh, the virtual session going to look like? And that's what Heather and Tina told me, there will be a, 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 a production-esque value behind it, like, but 
my thing is the reason I'm so excited about it. It's one thing to do a live production, right? For four hours. This is three days, right? Yeah. Three days from morning to night. So there's gotta be some kind of engagement aspect of it. Something has to be in the middle to keep everybody engaged. And that's what I'm excited about. We're going to be there live, right? And we get to see the behind the scenes of the behind the scenes. So what are you doing to prepare for that? Cause you're going to be the MC for both, right? Uh, fortunately, <laughs> fortunately, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I wanted it. I suggested it, and I, I. Oh, this was your idea. Well, they absolutely. It's a good they, idea, though. Yeah, it's, it's two. Good. I mean, it's two shows. You have to produce literally yeah. two yeah. shows at the same time. Concurrently. Concurrently, yeah. but and it's you know, a hundred and forty sessions or however many of the different breakout sessions, and there. I mean, and people know this. Some will be pre-recorded, but having the opportunity to still chat in real time and let with some of those opportunities, we do have live stream components of it so you can have there's going to be the, some of the mega sessions we're going to be able to sit with those panelists and we'll probably be by you guys there in the expo hall interviewing mm -hmm. and bringing again live and pre-record content but produced in a way that's engaging it's interactive and we can't control every speaker and every slide yeah. you know yeah. that it's yeah. going to be some inconsistencies related to how people present in that manner but i don't even know your original question i don't know where i was going. <laughs> You, you know what, though? It's just springboarding. Who shows? An MC, there, I don't, yeah. There, there's so many people within this uh, Sherm organization, especially in the Central Florida area, that are really, really big on, like, Twitter and uh, do a lot of online promotion and content and, and production. Uh, Ricky, who is that? That was Amanda uh, for a while there. She was, like, one of the Sherm bloggers, right? Mm -hmm. Amanda Bronson? Uh, I mean, Amanda Bronson. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yes. I know Amanda. She's like, great. very digitally engaging, you know, brings a lot of stuff to the table and, and, and encourages others to, to participate digitally. So it's I, I personally think it's going to be a great compliment, having that that high-end production value, having that ability to see things in between. And then you've got volunteers like this that are stepping up to the plate, willing to help engage and, mm -hmm. and I, I think you're going to have people attending this virtually that would never have had that opportunity before in the physical space and they're probably going to enjoy it more than anything that's just me outside looking in though and you're great and here's what we've learned with virtual meetings in relation to that because you have some people who do attend the conference and they're not the people who stand up and ask questions sometimes and don't go to some of the, the networkings and but what we have found is these people get in chat and like the chat box explodes. You know, yeah. So many people, they ask more questions. They interact maybe more than they would have depending on their personality. And it opens up doors that they really otherwise wouldn't have had potentially. Not only that, it's, um, I, I've never seen, now me personally, it doesn't mean it doesn't exist, but I've never seen a conference being a, a, a done like this. So I think going forward with whatever this new normal is going to look like, future conferences are going to be conducted like the Sherm conferences, any other conferences, it would have to because it's going to be a long time before we figure out what the, um, the new normal is going to look like. Well, um, I don't know. You know it might so? not be that long. No, it might just be till after the election. And then they say it's not a coronavirus. It's just a flu. Don't worry about it. And then everyone takes off their tinfoil hats and we go back to normal, right? You mean my tinfoil mask isn't working? Oh, God. oh that's right. I got that's the whole true. concept wrong. No wonder I'm like fainting. I don't know. Maybe right. you're going to riot my uh, intentions right now. I don't know. You know, there's so much going on. There's there opportunities is. everywhere there. No, jokes aside, though, you are correct. There's going to be a new new way of, of everything being. It's going to be interesting. But I don't think, John, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think what you're doing is 
necessarily groundbreaking in the industry as much as it is groundbreaking for HR Florida, mm. correct? Uh, correct. And I mean, again, I'm not in the HR world. I do, I do about 70, well, pre-March 7th, I do about 75 events a year. So that's, that's my schedule and about 60% keynote, 40% MC. So I see a lot of different industry, a lot of different things. A virtual meeting is not at all new at all, but it is new to a lot of organizations. And when we look at this hybrid type model, which is on-site and online, I think there will be a component of that going forward. And I think we have been, I hate to say forced, but if you look at how we've been forced to innovate in such a rapid form, we have taken digital meetings, what would have taken us 10 years to really mentally, emotionally move to, and we've done it in four months, like yeah. to get people... <laughs> Are you looking yeah. like Zoom fatigue is a word and Zoom went from novelty. Remember like in March, you would get all that happy hours and we have Zoom novelty. Then it became necessity. <laughs> now it's normalcy and now it's outright fatigue. We so bad need human connection again, yeah. like we wouldn't believe in a live format. However, we're proving that a live event and there's people that always can't attend. We can still provide them access and a way to interact going forward. So I do think this hybrid event model will be ongoing. So it's, so you say you're not an HR guy, right? But it's, this is, you're the, per the perfect person for me to ask this question to. So you're saying that we were for, now, actually, you didn't say it, but I'll say we are being forced to into this new format, right? Just because of, of what's happening in the world today. Why do you think it took so long? Why weren't companies more forthcoming to this new format? And why do you think personally that companies, some companies had to wait for something so serious to happen to adopt it? I mean, I'm, I'm a believer that face-to-face -face communication can't be trumped by anything. Uh, yeah. um, trumped is a bad word. Sorry. <laughs> You're okay. You're okay. I get you. I Let's get you. restate whatever. Uh, that was not a statement. But yeah. um, I think, you know, it's, it's the lost art of human connection. I like to speak on that. Yeah. Uh, why we haven't, I think people are believers in that from sales, from service to, you know, it's, it's something that most of us now there's definitely the introverts and this is their heyday they're loving every minute of it right yeah but uh, we we still do business face to face in most regards now we're proving to ourselves and to some companies that we can do it in additional ways but from what we in most people out there they really crave getting back to some type of conference or an exhibit some expo of some sort we just need it yeah that that's um it's from, from personal experience. I'll tell you right now, JC is going to cringe right now, but uh, um, it's, I live in central Florida and the past three or four months, uh, Disney has been closed. My family and I are huge Disney fans. So we went yesterday, right? We did. Shocking. We did. We, yeah, shocking. Shocking, right? So, hey, family. Guess the, what? <laughs> it's uh, either Monday, Wednesday, or Friday. What are we doing? Disney. You know what? Yeah. I'm paying my annual passes. Wow. I better use them. Shoot. <laughs> so I got to tell you, John, I was really skeptical because they have some really strict rules. And to show up there with a mask on, it's annoying to go there with a, thousands of people when it's 100 degree weather and it's hot and you're sweating, you're cranky. Now you add a face covering to it it makes it just that much harder so i'm like you know what let me try it we went yesterday it was beautiful because the sun wasn't out there was maybe 20 percent capacity we literally walked into everywhere but half the restaurants were closed the experiences were closed and it was just walking around it was like it's the final the final season of the walking dead Everybody's oh, walking geez. around, nobody's saying anything, and you can't understand what they're saying because even when a, an, 
an employee wants to say hi, hello, all you hear is and it was it's weird. It's just so weird. So yeah, we didn't like it. We spent four hours there and came really? back. Yeah, I don't know how sustainable yeah. that's gonna could be you, for them. Could you go on rides? Were you allowed to go on rides? Yes, you are allowed to go on rides. But here's the funny part. You know that almost every ride, uh, they have like a, a, a camera that, that, that takes your picture at the most interesting okay. moment of, of the ride. What people were doing, they were taking off their mask for the picture, which is against Disney policy. So what Disney started doing is they're like, we're not going to sell you the picture, give it to you if you do that. So they're yeah. being really strict about it. I heard that was in the news. Like you have to have a straight face that you're like, we're having fun. We're having a blast. So, <laughs> that's what all the new emojis I'm creating. Like all these new, I know no one can see me, but like you, get, you don't know if people are smiling. So you gotta have these different things. They don't, like, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it, was a, it was weird. It was a weird experience. I don't think I'm going back, but a lot of organizations are, are testing and learning with whatever new processes they're going to have. Yeah, yeah, JC. But but it's early yeah it's early yep. this they they literally just opened back up we are still not even into the month of august yet and there is so much at play that's changing day to day like for instance uh we tested x amount of people and we have a 98 percent positive rating oops we meant 9.8 percent positive <laughs> so there's there's things changing every day in orlando rick yeah, and my thoughts here, though, honestly, is that by the time August comes around, the end of August, September, the landscape may be radically – our world is changing so rapidly. When you're talking about the planning for the conference and the bigger picture, absolutely. You have to try to investigate every opportunity and, and try to head down those paths, hmm. right? But when we're thinking about what that actual experience will be in town or, or visiting the area – what you're hearing in the news right now is not going to be what you're hearing in the news in four to six weeks. Yeah. Just generally speaking, because things are rapidly changing. Could be yeah. for the better, could be for the worse. Don't know yet. Hoping yeah. for the better though. I said, I think managing those expectations when people come to a conference or coming even to Disney is how you, you talked about customer service of the conference and the people having passion. I think having people understand what that is and what they're going to expect when they come to registration. Like a lot of the stuff's been posted related to the hotel and they just cut some videos a week ago. I don't think they've gone out to participants about the breakout sessions are going to be split. There's going to be a room on, there's not going to be walking into a breakout session late. That's already full and sitting on the floor in the back typing uh -huh. away. Cause that happens. Yeah. So making sure people understand that this safety and precaution based on the situation and hope to goodness rates are down by then. Of course we all do. Uh, and abiding by whatever rules and guidelines are given to us on that particular day. Nimble, flexible, ready to rock and roll. I love it, man. That's right. That's right. So can, can, can we go back to passion real quick? Because I know yeah. I, it's, I really want to talk about the volunteers for, for a minute. Um, from, you've been working with them for quite some time, since 2013, you said, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, it, why, why do you see, now this is a trivial question, but what, for somebody that doesn't get paid for what they do and then have that much uh, passion and love for what they do, what do you think really drives that for the volunteers of the HR Florida conference? Hmm, that's an, I love that question. I mean, as I always think purpose is what drives passion. You know, yeah. you, need, you need to know what your outcome is going to be to get excited and passionate behind it. And, you know, anytime, I mean, you, you, Everyone likes to plan parties in a sense, maybe not everybody, but you get behind something like that. But with the purpose of 
having people walk out the door uh, with a better sense of their community, of the HR, the professionals, the network, those resources that they have, and helping people connect in that way, helping them improve their careers. I mean, that's the purpose. And when you get around like that first conference meeting, it's not one of these things where it's just written on the wall and this is what we say is our mission. People are just so into it and want it. And when you get involved in that, that it, and it's enthusiasm, it's contagious. You know, people really get excited about being together like that. I was about to say it is infectious. It yeah. really is because um, I forgot what it was a speaker's room. I happened to walk in there. This is on the third day where I know they're exhausted because it's not like they take a break, right? They're up. Their sessions at 7 a.m., John. I don't know if you knew this. There's freaking <laughs> sessions at 7 a.m. Want to know, know how I know that? Because my first session was at 7 a.m. And it was on the morning after the concert. And I'm like, what are you doing to me? <laughs> it really was. So I get back to my room at three in the morning. I have to be up in two hours and get ready for this session. I'm like, there's nobody going to be here. Next thing you know, the room is packed. And I'm like, I need more coffee. <laughs> this is not going to work. <laughs> but it worked out beautifully, right? It, but so, so I guess what I'm saying is, is that there, there is something to be said. I just wish that, you know what, JC, that's what I'm going to do. For the next episode, I'm going to ask for some volunteers so we can interview them to see what makes them do what they do for that conference. Because it doesn't matter whether the conference just started or everybody's saying goodbye after three and a half days, the energy and the passion is still there. And that's what I want to know, how, where, where do they get that from above and beyond Cuban coffee and everything else that they hand out over at this event. But I really do want to, feed, to understand what really drives them because it is contagious, it is infectious. And then all these folks take it back to wherever, whatever companies they, they came from. And now back to their countries because this is going to be live worldwide. I know. That's exciting. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> So what it's, it's, how do you get to do these HR conference? How does somebody that's not in HR get to do these, these, uh, these HR events? How did that happen? Uh, that happened. I'm trying to think of the, where I was actually presenting and no, I was uh, presenting at ASAE, which is the American society of association executives. And in the audience was someone from national Sherm and saw what I did. And then they had me come out and speak at their, their annual leadership meeting, which is like the president and vice president of every Sherm state, you know, state council. Yes. And so my, my audience was a small, about 150 small audience, but it was the leader of, of every state conference. And it literally went from there. I haven't been to every state, but I've probably been to 20, 20, maybe not 25, 20 something state conferences, whether it's mostly as keynote, but uh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about those keynotes, John. Let's mm -hmm. talk about those. And I, I want to delve into you just a little bit more right now. I want to delve into you, JC. Oh, <laughs> this guy. I kind of love you a little bit. I'm right going to go on mute like, here. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's brothers from another mother. We're going you off. Got... We need a breakout room. We yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ricky, you can't leave. You're running the camera behind the scenes. Oh, Don't sorry. That's right. That's right. Okay? <laughs> so, uh, so with you, John, with these keynotes, what are you talking about? I know you said before a little bit uh, about performance, but if, if someone out of these 60 to 80,000 people that listen to this show tunes in today and says, we are going to fly him to India to talk about this topic, what is it that you specialize in? What are, we, what are you talking about? 
Uh, creating surprise and delight in every human interaction, having people remember you and what you stand for. Um, the, the one line of that, I guess that I, the, the most recent book was called Significance and Simple Moments. And sometimes I think we go off, we want to conquer relationships to succeed, whether it's in HR, if it's in customer service, it's whatever we want to, we feel sometimes people have to conquer relationships, but we learn that, you know, mutually beneficial relationships are not something that you conquer. There are a series of simple moments that matter to the people you serve. So how can you identify mm. these moments? How can you deliver them? And even how can you appreciate them in your own life? And that, uh, that takes me around the world. It is, it is a unique combo because it's the perfect trifecta. It's, it's entertaining. We get to laugh. It's inspiring and it's educational. It's personal and professional development. So for a while there, you, you were doing the, the marketing thing. Uh, you, you had moved on. You said you blended your, your entertainment skills and, and aspects of other, other things. You're not doing magic during some of your, your performances here, your keynotes, do you? That's Every a separate time. thing altogether. No, Every time? No. Well, let me look at, I mean, take, take a sales or a service audience, right? I mean, here's the yeah. most fascinating thing that happens as, as a magician. You, you do a trick and you get two questions. The first question is, how'd you do how'd it? You do that? <laughs> and then literally what happens they go get their friends, their coworkers, their whatever, and they bring them up and they look you straight in the eye and you're like, do it again. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and how can we create that in, in a yeah. sales and service? How can you get your customer saying, do it again? So that's, right. that's the tie-in. I mean, magic isn't like, hey, let's do a cool trick and then we'll talk about business. Magic is a story element. It's something that you can weave in and out and use as an illustration. Have you ever had anybody ask you, make a coworker, they don't like disappear? Almost every day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll message you after the show. We got to talk yeah. about Rick. All right, I'm just saying. For everybody um, listening, if, you, if I am missing in the next couple of weeks, revert back to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so the, um, when, when, we're, when we're talking the entertainment industry, aside from just magic, I mean, you're, you're producing these events. You're, you're producing your own brand as you're moving forward. Taking that, that magic leap from working for someone else to stepping out, doing it on your own, developing your brand. There's a lot of risk associated with that. How did you come to that point where you mm. said, you know what, today's that day, I'm doing it. I, I know the day. Uh, and I had a, a, you know, a wife who didn't work and a three-year-old and a one-year-old and it was a big decision. I Again, the, the short explanation, I mean, I, I worked, went to telecom, went in the tech industry, I quit the job and for actually two and a half years I went and I toured as a magician and I survived you know mm. it was I tried it I, I needed the job again got back in but you know I well I talk about purpose and passion when I ended up the last job I had it was a great the job you thought you wanted the corner office company yeah. Mercedes country club memberships I mean it was it was that's yeah. what the golden handcuff yep but I had I didn't have a purpose doing it I, I mm. knew I'm, I'm a god home wasn't making a difference I wasn't I was paying bills and you know wasn't wasn't awful, but I I just wanted a little. I didn't want to be content, I guess. And I can sit back and watch something happen, or I can get up and give another shot and make it happen. So I I was in Cincinnati. Remember the owner called me, and he knew I was kind of mentally checked out. And he's he, I mean he was a good friend. He's like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I think I need I think I need to to go. And he supported me. Even said, listen, keep your office as long as you want it. You want to use the printer, the thing. Just, oh wow. He literally, it was the best breakup wow. with a company you could ever imagine. Man, George Henry, awesome. I appreciate you because of that. Yeah. Wow. Very supportive hey, boss. John, I got I to gotta share with you. I, I resemble your remarks. Hmm. I really do. 
being that being that guy in the tech industry moved for me it was moving far away making the big money traveling all over the world literally doing the mm -hmm. stuff and then quitting walking away living off living off my savings for a year trying to piece life back together the simple life back together and and root back into the importance of what what this world is what the human nature of the connection between all of us is there's an awakening that happens there but the differential for me though brother is i i i went back into the the corporate landscape but into a different realm that that i could keep more tame while still doing entertainment related stuff over here but always keeping them separated so as as you're taking that magic leap as as now the time's gone by and and the family's invested in you and and you're investing in yourself where does that grow from just saying I'm going to tour doing the magic and I'm now going to branch out and, and do much, mm. much more. Mm. How does it, let me go back to your question. How does it, how did it happen when you say yeah, how did, how did where, branch out to be more? The yeah. Where process? do you go? Yeah. Where, where did, what's next? What happened in the timeline from here? Well, it was, I mean, it was even like my, some of my close friends, he's like, Mark, he's like, man, six months, you can't look back yeah. for six months. You got to just absolutely do. And mm -hmm. JC, I tell you what, five and a half months in, I'm like, I'm getting my resume ready. It was, it was like, right. And I got a, I got a nice job with Borden and someone saw me and it just kind of sprung and these different events happening. But I was also, I was, and I will still, I will do today what it takes to, you know, I was doing Jimmy's birthday party on Saturday and the next day I was the keynote speaker of Nationwide Insurance. And I was like, what are you doing tomorrow? <laughs> Bobby's yeah, bar mitzvah, right? You know? <laughs> Whatever, I had kids to feed. So it was, uh, yeah. but in looking at it as a business model, I guess building that brand, uh, the question always was early on, are you an entertainer with a message or are you a speaker who's entertaining? Mm. And I ended up not going, you know, the America's Got Talent road and the celebrity magician road. Could I have? Maybe. But I really went towards the corporate business model where people want the content, they want the engagement, but want to relate to it personally. Every, everything's been said, you know, in terms of training and education. I mean, yeah. people will disagree with that, but in some it's all been said. But if you can relate to somebody with that content in a little bit different way and make them laugh and listen at the same time, it just, and that was always, that's always where I wanted to go. And thankfully yeah. people related and businesses, I mean, except probably this year, grown every year. <laughs> oh man, this is I feel year. you. This is I feel year, you. Huh? This, this has been so hard. I can't even tell you like the amount of weddings and private parties, corporate events, bar mitzvahs, everything. I, I am, I'm in the hole. I am in the hole. It's tough. It's brutal. I thank the stars that they're on my end, still, still a day job to carry on. Uh, for you, sir, there, there's, there's still something to carry you on for the time being. Not everything's canceled, right? Oh, true. No, uh, a lot of the MC work uh, I've salvaged and I've helped, helped the clients kind of convert them and take them on and produce them. Uh, as the keynotes, I mean, I have a four camera HD studio here in the basement that I've built. My first job was desktop video conferencing. I mean, I've literally been doing online meetings. I won't tell you when, but a while. I was probably, I'm probably the person with the most experience in online meetings anywhere in the events industry. And back I'm not- Back to AOL. That's right. Yeah, back to AOL. I was, <laughs> I was with a company who basically discovered and invented, I didn't do, I was a sales guy, but discovered IP-based video on, so video on IP infrastructure. The first wow. piece okay, so of video on LAN and WAN. And it wow. sucked back. And it basically became Skype. And if I would have stayed yeah. with them, dude, I'd be in Aruba. 
You, you don't know. Running away from the know. government? Really? Why would you do I don't that? Know. I don't know where I'd be. <laughs> yeah. Well, who doesn't want to go to a rubric? You you don't know John Dvorak by chance, do you? I know the John name. C. Dvorak? Okay. And, now, old tech guy from the 80s, but uh, him and, and Adam Curry as well. Uh, he's like the pod father, the guy that actually helped invent some of the codec for podcasting, et cetera. But they had, uh, John had a lot to do with some of the early IP infrastructure stuff as well. I have just thrown it out there. Just, just I, I trying to make some name. connections. Gotcha. Can I just no jump back ahead, real quick, John? Um, so it's, I know you said that you got to a point in your life to where you said, okay, this is it. I'm going to jump. Um, I'm married. I have a one-year-old. I've got a three-year-old. That is scary. It really is scary. So yes, you do have to convince yourself this is a good idea. You also have to convince your spouse this is a good idea. And I know spouses are really supportive, but in the back of their mind, they're like, is this going to work? I don't know if this is going to work. So how did you, how did you alleviate that fear? How do you alleviate that fear from your spouse to make sure that she is comfortable with this as well? I, I still haven't. <laughs> okay, got it. <laughs> got it. Got it. I hear you. In the background, I don't know what that's my. Oh, is that you here. or me? I don't know. If that's that me. is actually. I'm trying to. I'm trying to take care of it on my side. But, oh, you're uh, good. It's all right. Yeah. It's your hot well, pocket is ready, John. Just go get your John, hot pocket. It's it's a podcast for HR. Both <laughs> people listening will look over it. It's cool. <laughs> They're good. They're so good. That, I mean, that's a fair, it's, I think family and Jimmy, my kids have never known me to have a, a real, I, I mean, I call it a real job to, to leave the house and go to an office. I mean, I've worked, I've had an office, but I've, I've been back home office based, you know, home mm -hmm. based for, for years. Um, but I think even, even, you know, I was talking my mother, that was the one, like, you know, I always wanted to be a doctor, but she's like, no, you should be a magician. That's what, you know, it was. Oh, <laughs> really? Oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, that's the one that's always like, are you crazy? You need a job. I'm like, you know, people don't get rich in jobs. You know, people aren't happy. They're working for some, I shouldn't say get rich. That's not the key, but you know, but. Well, know, doctor, you, magician, same thing, right? You make things yeah, go away. Okay. It's, it's, it's the same thing, right? So, all right. So that, so now you're, you're doing this right now. Now, do you have other clients coming to you and asking you for advice as, well, I mean, obviously they're asking for your advice. I guess what I'm saying is, are they coming to you and saying, hey, for this event, I want you to do ABC or create a format for us? Uh, frequently. And even with this, with things changing online, there's a lot of folks who have heard what I've done for other people and I mean, charities who need to do their gala, their fundraising gala and yeah. need someone to produce it. I mean, I've, I've literally used this as the production hub studio for multiple fundraising galas for smaller conferences for one of the, the Southwest Florida conference we, that I, I produced with them. Uh, so yeah, I, I have, okay. and it's just, it's, it's helping them understand it's a different dynamic to build it in this kind of infrastructure, this kind of, you know, engagement factor, but it's been, it's so much more work, but I enjoy helping people do it. So once you got into it 17 years ago and coming to it right now, what is the one thing you didn't think you needed in what you're doing right now that you really do need to be successful in it? <laughs> There's gotta be one thing that you're like okay, this is what I need. And then once you start doing it, you're like, wow, that is not what I thought it was. I'm going to have to make a quick left. Wow. <laughs> the coolest magic trick to make it simple, the coolest, uh, my forte is connecting with an audience. Mm -hmm. And I think some people, if you just take the magical side or the speaker side, you know, I guess the, just that stage side, like I have to have the best story. I have, 
you know, you need, you need good store, you need good content, you need good tricks, yes. But what you really need to do is, and I work on this every day, is, is how to really connect with an audience and have mm. them feel the authenticity of what you're speaking about. That's what anyone wants to do This needs to real and be you on stage and off stage. Don't be this person in an off stage or that diva jerk, you know, really mean. Or backwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or yeah. backwards too. Yeah, you're right. You know, it, it's a, the, that a, a word. I like to ask that. That's well, I mean, it, it, it's, uh, it's, it's, here's the oh. thing, right? Because I've been in HR for just about 20 years. And what I thought, what I thought I needed to know in HR was not at all what it's, it's what I think is making me successful in HR. And what I thought I needed to know is just a lot of knowledge about data and a lot of knowledge about laws. And that's it. Right. But then I quickly, it, it, it took me a while for me to figure out the H factor, the human factor, how to connect with people. And it wasn't until about 10 years in that I realized, wait a minute, if I need to get all this data, all this knowledge to help this organization move the needle from A to B, I have to connect with my customer. And how I connect with my customer is to focus on the H part in HR, the human factor of it. So that's what I figured out I learned. So now I'm teaching college courses that I'm at it over at Rollins College, and that's what I focus more on how to build relationships and everything else is going to follow. Because if you have all this knowledge, all this intelligence, but you don't know how to connect with people, you're just spinning your wheels and you're wasting your time. Right? Uh, drop the mic. There's your, there's your keynote. There's your, yeah. The, the, you know right what? Just, Absolutely. Just, just put me on there next uh, BJ and, uh, and, and, and the, <laughs> yeah, just put me on there. We're good. Go ahead, JC. In regards to connecting with people, John, you made mention of this just a little while ago with some of the uh, not-for-profits, the galas, stuff like that. Do you mind sharing with us and with the listeners real quick what some of those organizations are or who they are? Would, the, would you be good uh, with I'm sharing that? Uh, okay. A Kid Again organization. I've done one. I did something called Miracles and Magic Virtual Edition. I brought in 20 magicians from around the world. We did a, did a show for them. Uh, I'm doing their, actually their next fundraiser I'm doing is in August something. Mill City Grows is an organization out of the Boston area. They do a food banks and food pantries, uh, UCP, which is the, United, the Cerebral Palsy Association, helping them with their national fundraiser and the Cleveland chapter, their fundraiser. Uh, that'll get you started. There's some. It's a blessing. No, that yeah, is it's huge. It's huge. Awesome. So, um, SHRM, what about SHRM conferences? Have you done any of those? Actual, the, the, the national conference? Uh, several times. I've done a couple of mega sessions. Uh, I wasn't, I was not going to San Diego this year. Good thing. I wouldn't have gone yeah. anyway. Yeah. And actually I think the, I have to submit like, and maybe you've submit, it's a very difficult thing to get to <laughs> Yeah, it is uh, because of the level of the talent they have. And that's, that's, I'm not afraid by that, but it's always so cool to be there and see people from all the different States that by potential I've, I've gone to the other one I love, and I've been to several times, they have a new name for it. Shoot. It's called VLS, which is the volunteer leadership summit. And that was another one I just loved because that was, it's like every, well, it's all the volunteers from the chapter. So the president, vice president, whatever, like four or five people from every chapter of SHRM across the country. It's like 1,500 people. And it's just an outstanding conference that, that SHRM mm. National puts on. Yeah. So in doing these, uh, these HR conferences, I, I know everybody already has a stigma in their mind about what HR people are like. And going through these conferences, some people are surprised how, how crazy and fun it gets. 
have your has your outlook on HR people changed in the time you've been doing these events for HR for uh, for the HR field? Has it changed or has it stayed the same? I know because you're smiling because you you see my reaction to your question and I know they can't. <laughs> but my first HR conference, I'm like, what the what is this? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you get you people out of your office and whoa. Yes, sir. <laughs> I, yes, sir. I love it. I mean, and HR, and I don't do this at every conference, but I, I have got to know people there. I mean, we're dancing, we're having a great time. It's outstanding. I think it's, it's there's because you all, you love people and they're such genuine people. And to be around like-minded people like that and to network and hang out, it's, it's an incredible experience and so fun. I am constantly blown away, though, constantly blown away at the sheer amount of people that have tear-off pants. It, 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 <laughs> I don't understand why it's a thing, but in the, in the HR space, there's less, less actual zippers and buttons. It's, it's shocking. I'll send you a link of what he's talking about later on there, John. Um, I, I was young. I needed the money. <laughs> the other person said the exact same thing. So, they, what movie yeah. is that from? I forget what that's even from. No, it's something about HR. It's okay. Um, so it, it's you have no idea how 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 true that is because even me, I, again, I've been in HR for a while. My first conference ever was San Diego 20, uh, 2010. and I'm thinking uh, it's I go to San Diego. It was an an amazing city, and uh, there's this place there called the Gas Lamp Quarter, or whatever. So it was all around there. It was fifty thousand HR people. And this was my first exposure to a huge national conference for HR. And I'm thinking we're all going to be there in our suits and we're going to look, just walk around with policy, just policy, 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 policy for everybody. No, you go ahead and you open up that bar in the expo center, Yahoo, had, Yahoo Jaws, when they were hot, they had this margarita machine and they were doing shots. And I'm like, where am I? <laughs> this is not what I thought it was going to be. The president at the time, there was this guy, God, I forgot his name. He was an author, something Buckingham. I forgot his name. Marcus, Marcus. Marcus, yes, Marcus. So he was a keynote speaker. And the president of the event was all gaga goo goo over him, talking about how good he looked in front of everybody in, in the general session. And I'm like, this is going to be interesting. And then at night, they have, uh, I think, uh, Hall and Oates was playing. I'm like, all right. Let's go back to the 80s. Love it. And, um, and next thing you know, there's people having a great time, other people going with other people, and then showing up the next day. It, was, it, it, was, it really was like a Woodstock. Just people had their clothes on. <laughs> so at, at least from what I can see. Except <laughs> so, for tearaways, but yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so you know, it's, um, I like to say that HR folks, they do get a bad rap. It's like, you know what? It's like a mortician. We do have, we have, a, we, we have a bad job sometimes because we do have, we see people at their worst. We see them at their best and we see them at their worst. And unfortunately, when you're talking about, when you say, I'm going to go see HR, the first thing that comes to mind is not something positive, which is something I'm looking to, uh, to change with my students. Right? Like, oh, what happened? What's going on? <laughs> or as soon as I walk into a room, it's like the Grim Reaper just arrived. And I hate that feeling. I really hate that feeling. Um, so. One of the things that I've noticed is that because we have that stigma, when it's time to mentally clock out, boy, do we ever, do we ever mentally clock out? And we have a great time. Exactly how you say, you're like, what the hell is this? Every conference I've been to since then has been like that. 
And I really think it, it, that comes from the type of job that we have, that sometimes it's so negative that this is a way for us to blow off steam. Same thing with police officers, same thing with people who work in the healthcare industry that they're always surrounded by death. I swear I'm not trying to bring down my industry. This is just what my experience has been. No, I, I can see that. Yeah. And, and you're right. I'm even being you know, a worker bee for, I guess I had the, the job for 12 years or just under 12 years. And you did have that. And I think it's, you, and, and look at even just the stress that's been added in the past six months with everything they've had mm. to deal with and the, the need for, you know, for them to relax and be with people that they feel comfortable that they can be a human with, right? As yeah. opposed to having to be a, a something in front of their employees. And I like it. And I mean, tell, tell us more how you're going to fix that stigma. How are we going to do it? Continuing, seriously, continuing to do shows like this, yeah. uh, the HR Florida 2020, these show, I'm telling you, the more fun, the more authenticity you bring to it, and just being honest about what a past has been like, right? If we deny that HR has had this stigma, we're just as guilty as the stigma itself. But if we come back and say, look, we, we realize this is what we have. We realize that for the longest time we've been looked at, let's just check the box with HR. John, there's a huge difference in saying, and a business owner, a leader saying, you know what? I want to put this idea together. <sighs> Let's go to HR because we got to check that box. Or, you know what? I got this idea. I really got to get HR in this conversation. I want to see what they say. That adds value to the conversation. Big divide. I'm working hard to get that second one in there. I like that. And the best way to do that is to, and, and, and this is what I tell all of my students is don't ever be the HR person trying to learn the business. You have to be that business person who just happens to know HR. That's going to be the difference. And that's what's, that's what's going to earn you a seat at the table for the right reasons, not just to check a box. Boom. The business person that happens to know HR is my tweet of the day. Yeah. Well, I, it, it's, it, I'm telling like you, that. it works. It, it works. Good. I've been telling my students that for years. I've been doing it for years because for the longest time, it didn't have that mentality. Us versus them. How dare this business owner try to do this? I'm going to show him that's not a partnership. It really isn't. But if I pull him aside, I'm like, look, what are you trying to do? Oh, I'm trying to do A, B, and C. That shit's going to get you sued, right? If you do that, you're going to get a law named after you in five years. You don't want the, you know, the John Smith Act. You don't want that, right? Let me help you get to where you got to get to where you don't mess up like that. And that has helped me quite a bit, John. It really has. That's impressive. I need to come to your class. Uh, come, oh, come on over. Come on over. We, uh, we eat a lot. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, look at me. <laughs> come on, dude. <laughs> No, but, but yeah, look, uh, so, so when, what's next for John? What's next for the, uh, for the uh, John HR relationship train? What's happening there? For the John HR relationship training? I just made that up. JC, I'm going to go ahead and get that domain name. Yeah, I was going to say, someone done. get the URL. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> you know, I, get, I mean, if what's planned currently, I think I'm only, I have two more HR conferences coming up this year, which is, uh, is, is Florida. I'm also, I'm, I'm helping direct and, and host the, the Ohio HR conference, which is another great conference. Ooh, okay. Um, you know, my, what's next? I need to reach out to a lot of my HR friends. The other conferences I've been to in years past, you know, as a keynote, you don't go back year after year. So it's the ones mm -hmm. that I've emceed or I've been a partner with, but you know, my brand is continuing. I, th I think this, when we come out of this zone we're in, but, you know, figuring out this science or the art of reestablishing human connection, uh, I, you know, 
JC, I've talked about that several times, that element and helping people mm -hmm. realize how we can do that, how our employees, how our staffs can do that and be effective with it is going to be a piece of what I do. But I also think people are going to want to have some humor as we do that. I mean, yeah. my, my brand is, is truly, I mentioned the trifecta. I, I want to share the ideas, the stories, the content, but my gosh, I want to do it with a good time. And yeah. I think people are going to need that so badly just as a little bit of a release. So I'm going to continue to create. I'm going to continue to help and inspire and, and do it the best way that I can. Awesome. I have an idea. I have an idea for you, John, and, I, and all the listeners and anyone out here, and please get ready to rock and roll. You know, this past week was a very bad week in the world of Sherm. It was. Uh, Twitter, the Twitterverse blew up, and some of it truly was fake news about uh, a, a book that Mr. Taylor was going to be coming out with. I uh, saw that. Yeah, whether saw or not that. it was a real book or a fake book or an idea or a concept for the book, but they took a lot of hits this week as an organization from a national level and perspective. And here's my pitch and my concept. I don't want anything to do with it. What I would love to see though, as a viewer, as a listener, would be Johnny C. Taylor Jr. sitting down with John Petz mm -hmm. to have a candid one-on-one -on -one interview in a segment that's anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes in duration at least once a month, if not at least a one-time event, where it could be real talk, real banter, just like what we're doing now, but providing him the outlet and opportunity to have someone with an authentic, down-to-earth, connected personality like yourself, John, to help bring this out so people maybe understand where the direction of Sherm is coming from and maybe thwart some of these things that they're talking about online. I don't know, just a concept. I'd certainly love to do it. And John, if you're not careful, in four or five years, you're gonna end up being the Sherm president. What? <laughs> you're not careful. <laughs> no, because it, look, John, I don't know if you realize it, I'm sure you do, but exactly what you said about the value and the impact you bring to your MC events, that's exactly the value and impact HR needs to bring to the businesses. It's the same thing. So, I mean, yes, do, do you have to have knowledge of the laws? Go ahead, just memorize them, right? Just memorizing them, knowing that knowledge is not enough. Using it, which is the intelligence part of it, that's, that's the part that really, really matters. But at the end of the day, if you're able to connect with somebody and in, whether you make them laugh, cry, and cringe, you have invoked some kind of an emotion. Right. And then you have to figure out what to do with that response to that to kind of get you to get to that goal. So that's really Ricky, what the what, what the president's term needs to do. Yeah. Ricky, John, John taught that to you at the start of this hour. I know you're pitching it back to John. I what know. are you doing? I'm letting John know that I listen. Is that, is that oh, why okay. I thought that was good? I'm like, that's good stuff. I'm going to write that's that right. down. <laughs> He's writing it down. That's this gold, sounds Jerry, so gold. familiar. <laughs> And then what you need to do is register johnpets.com. Okay? John, I got this great idea about skydiving into event. Wait till you hear this, bro. Wait till you hear this. All right. Yes. All right. So here we go, John. So we got the show coming up August 30th. August 30th, right? So how are you going to kick it off? Can, can you tell us that? How's the show going to be kicked off? Or is that still in the wraps? I'm going to keep that under wraps. Okay, I cool. will share that it's, it's changed multiple times and evolved. Ooh, and okay. It will, still, it will still depend on some things. So. <gasps> oh, wait. Evolved. Animals. Evolution. Okay. 
Okay, we're working with this here. We are. We, we've, we are. Had to, right. we've had to change and we, we, we're figuring some things out. He's swimming in, he's coming onto land, walking for the first time, running, evolution, so right? Okay, all right, go ahead, Rick. Next one. Next <laughs> no, one. no, 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 it's okay. That's, 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 that's actually what I wanted to get to. I wanted to see if you can just dress up as some kind of a reptile, and then boom, there you go. The evolution of human beings all the way to right now. There you go. No, that wasn't it, JC. That was really dumb. I'm gonna, I'm gonna come up as a giant sanitizer bottle. That'll be my costume. <laughs> If you want people attacking you, yes, go ahead and do that. Then next thing you know, you're going to have to file an HR charge. It's some kind of a sexual. No, well, it's got to be unwanted for it to be sexual harassment. It's okay. All right. So August 30th through September 2nd, uh, the Galo Palms in Orlando, Florida. Tickets are still available. HRFloridaConference.org. Go ahead, folks, jump in. I'm telling you that virtual experience is going to be something else. I cannot wait to see how that turns out. All right, John, two key things that you want our HR listeners to know about you. What is the message you want them to walk away from this podcast, from this episode about John Petz? About me? About you. This, this show is about you, man. It's no, not about it's HR. About it's about John Petz. It's about them. Uh, about me, that uh, that's, I wasn't prepared for that one. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't prepared for any of them. I didn't know where we were going. <laughs> but, uh, I'll tell you, here's what I would want them to know. If if some of them are considering, and this is not a, not a sales and marketing thing, but I'm trying not to make it sound that way, but I love talking this stuff. If they are a chapter or if they are a state and they're looking to explore how they're going to convert their event or make it a hybrid or, or what questions they need to ask their technology platform, email me, call me. I'll just, you don't have to hire me. Just call and talk. I'll, be, I'll help you ask the right questions and hopefully make, have you help you make the right decision. So I, I would offer that out, something you would know about me. I do enjoy that aspect. And uh, know that I'm excited for what's next. I'm excited to see them at national, at VLS, at their chapters, at their states. I, I truly enjoy them as an audience and making a difference in their life so that they can take it back and make a difference in the life of their organization and their teams. Awesome. That's my passion. Oh, and, and thank you for that. Cause there's, you know, there's, there's a lot of people that are obviously concerned with everything that's happening and are not as excited. Right. And, and just like you, my job is to get people excited. There's there, there is a way out of this and the way out of this is to figure out what, how to deal with that new normal. And some people are good at figuring that out. Some people are not, that's fine. The people that are not, we have the people that are good. We just got to go to them and help them in that process. Cause that's the only way we're going to get back to some kind of an environment where we feel, which is that new normal. I'm tired of saying that, that, that word. So yeah, it is. So with that said, JC, you got three fingers up. Why are you doing that? Because I have three real quick rapid fire questions for you, John. We're going to get uh -oh. through this and then wrap it up right then and there and then keep Pressing forward back over to Ricky. So first question for you. Want to have a beer sometime? Yes. Okay, good. Maybe. Second question. Four. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Second question for you. If I cut an introduction for you, just a dry read, something you could use to introduce yourself, would you consider using it? Absolutely. And last question for you. What are the best ways people could reach you, sir? Uh, I'm an easy Google, John Petz, J-O-N-P-E-T-Z, johnpetz.com. You'll, you'll find Rick, plenty. Ricky, over to you. Roger that. All right. So 
with HR. People know how to reach us, JC. We are at hrtalkpodcast.com. We're in Twitter. We are on Instagram. I don't know. Are we still on TikTok? It's uh, Face still working on TikTok? We're TikToking. We're getting there. And uh, we are on MySpace. We are all those platforms, guys. Even though, <laughs> just Google MySpace? us. Find this dude. MySpace? That's right. We do not laugh <laughs> at old technology, right? Is there- <laughs> that, that, that's right. And if you would like to send Ricky Baez a fax, he'll be ready to receive that too. Rick, come on. nothing wrong with a fax. You know what? People can page me, you know, hey, you know, just, hey, call me back 911-143. There you go. I still remember those. No, but yeah, that's it. It's, you can reach us. And, but also again, folks, hrfloridaconference.org. Tickets are still available. Please, please go ahead and check that out. It's going to be a heck of an event. All right. That said, JC, you want to say any final words? How can people reach you? You're in Georgia. I actually, right I actually have like an entire current events segment and the Florida man stuff, but I was going to just focus on John for a moment yeah. here and goodbyes. I didn't know you wanted to quit close the entire show, Rick. <laughs> well, so, John's a busy guy. It, it, it's John has to you, go to Norway right now. There's a jet so waiting by for him. Norway. Rick, did you want to close the show or do you want to say goodbye to John and do the current events or John, would you like to stick around for some news segments? It's up to John. I'll, I'll, this, this is the most fun I think I've ever had in a podcast interview. <laughs> <laughs> All right, events. so with that being said, Ricky, go ahead. Give me the, uh, give me the oh. cue in on the current events real quick. events for the day today we're just going to touch these real quick and then move on to the next one just for a little bit of candid feedback from you both this is out of harding county kentucky a kentucky couple has been forced to wear ankle monitors after a woman who tested positive for covid 19 refused to sign health department documents that would limit her travel without permission elizabeth linscott got tested for covid 19 as a precaution before going to a family visit in michigan last saturday this is according to Wave TV, W-A-V-E. She tested positive, but does not have any symptoms whatsoever. The Hardin County Health Department said her documents that needed her signing, and it would ultimately limit her travel anywhere in the world unless she called them first, and then and they would let her go. She refused to sign the documents because of how they were worded, not because she refused quarantine. Quote, my part was, if I have to go to the ER, if I have to go to the hospital, I'm not going to wait to get the approval of the county before doing so, Lynn Scott told Wave TV. Days later, authorities arrived to her home and placed ankle monitors on her and her husband. They go off if either goes more than 200 feet from their domicile. That's from, from WAVE. Over to you. <laughs> ankle monitors because of COVID. That is so, <laughs> I don't know where to go with that. I mean, what's the anchor monitor going to do? Tell you where the person is? That's still not stopping it, right? So if the person leaves, they go to Wawa, they go to Walmart, right? Is there somebody going to follow them and infiltrate and stop them? I, I just don't understand what good that's going to do. John, what do you think? I, I don't even know how to comment on that. I'm just amused <laughs> by it. That's, uh, he's got... I don't know what it's going to do. I guess I don't understand. It, it, well, I don't think anybody does. It's all right. It's all right. But you know what? It, it's, uh, it, it's, it's almost like a knee-jerk reaction, right? We're going to go ahead. You know what? Just put it one of the shock collars, right? Instead of an anchor monitor, those things that when a dog leaves a specific uh, uh, a zone, it just shocks them. 
That's what needs to happen if that's the case. Jokes aside, though, uh, there's legalities associated with all this and ramifications that are wide-reaching. And it's going to be interesting from an individual privacy perspective where, where some of this tails off. I, I definitely expect to see something like this in the courts as uh, some time moves by and then some uh, decisions yeah. on it from there. Your second story here. This comes from the Miami Herald. Masks feel claustrophobic according to a Florida man who was fired over a Costco meltdown. Now, the Florida man who had a meltdown at Southwest Florida Costco last week ultimately broke his silence. Daniel Maples, he was screaming, I feel threatened, I feel threatened, to Costco customers in Fort Myers after they asked him to wear a mask. He was ultimately fired. Shortly after the incident went viral, Ted Todd Insurance, where Maples worked as a salesman, tweeted that he had to be let go. Their behavior in the video is in direct conflict with our company values and their employment has been terminated. The statement read, threatening behavior and intimidation go against our core mission to be trusted advisors in our community. That's according to the insurance company. Now, Maples told radio host Trey Radel on the drive, 92.5 Fox News Friday, that he's been receiving threats since the incident and just wants his normal life back. The Bonita Springs resident said that one bad shopping trip should not define him for the rest of his life. Quote, what you don't see in the video is me pleading with the person to please stop and get away from me. Maple said in the interview, I got backed into a corner. It was not something I deal with on a daily basis. Someone screaming and yelling at me, filming me, enraging me, trying to rally a mob against me so that I put a mask on. Asked why he did not wear facial covering as per Costco's in-store policy to stop the spread of coronavirus, Maples had an explanation. Quote, I can't breathe when I have these masks on, Maples said. I feel as if I'm suffocating. I feel claustrophobic. It's like a drowning type of thing. Society needs to look at the big picture and the toll it takes on people, he said. This is not a meme. This is real life. I worked so hard for so long to become who I was, and now they've taken everything away from me to include my job, and it's all for nothing. Miami Herald. Back to you. So I've had a lot of students reach out to me. Now, the semester is over, and one of the things we did in class, we did cover situations like this, right, uh, where people do things in social media on their personal time, and somehow it affects what they do at work. Um, and it, 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 what it does, it, it blurs the line between personal and work. But what happens is that social media is so relevant these days is that those lines are even more and more blurred. Now, that happened in Florida. So here's what happens in Florida. The biggest question my, my students have is like, so why is that even legal? Can they fire him for something that has nothing to do with work? At the end of the day, the answer is yes, because in the state of Florida, Florida is an employment at will state. So for that, so what that means is so okay. Oh wait, 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 wait a second. No, I I know what it means. Our our, our listeners are inferring it right away though as well. But I have a serious question for you here. Mm -hmm. So employment at will state, and and you have an incident where you're being provoked. Mm -hmm. uh, granted, maybe he should have been wearing the mask. He has his personal reasons for it. He's being provoked. They begin filming it. Now you fall into the realm of possible cancel culture. Mm -hmm. And because they grabbed the snippet of something at one point in time, and then this turned into something else, mm -hmm. this is where then he should lose his job legally in Florida is what you're saying. No, not he should. 
he can't. Okay. Should and can are two different things, right? So well, I understand your words in English, Rick. You so, don't have to break do it down you? that. Point. I don't know. You're killing me. So, so, so here's what happens, right? Um, there's a big difference between what should have happened between that encounter and what a company can do legally. The company has chosen to take their legal right to terminate employment, which they can do. And they opted to do so. But in the video, I don't see anything that he did that would be derogatory other than reacting to what the other person was saying. He is 100% right. We didn't see what happened in the five, 10 minutes leading up to that short snippet that we saw. But that doesn't matter as far as what an organization can do legally in the state of Florida because he didn't violate any laws. The organization is not violating any laws and exercising their right in doing this. So unfortunately, the organization, it, it, it has a right to do it. And I say unfortunate because it's unfortunate that this became such a big issue for him and only part of the story is being told. It is unfair on both sides. John, what do you think? Wow. Um, I guess I just saw it as if he's not wearing a mask, he was creating a riskier environment for the customer. So they're protecting yeah. the customer. I mean, that's as an outsider sees it. And I... If they're in yeah. every legal right and that's the bylaws that they have, then that's the bylaws that they have. Yeah. And you can choose to work or not work there. Yeah, people are getting angry though. I mean, it, oh, it, it's, it, yeah. Now, are they being instigated? Yeah, because I saw that yesterday at Publix. I saw somebody uh, uh, yelling at somebody else for not wearing a mask and immediately pull out their phones. And I'm like, God, just, just <sighs> pick up your chicken wings and go home. I mean, just, just leave people alone, right? The guy is literally 30 feet away from you and you're going to go over there to berate him about not wearing a mask. So if you were worried about any kind of contamination, you just made it so by going to him <laughs> and bothering this poor guy, just leave them alone, you know? But I get it, you know, I wear it just because I don't want any issues, but it, it's, I just don't understand why there's so much anger out there. And, you know, maybe, maybe they got Zoom fatigue. I don't know, <laughs> maybe that's what's happening. They got so pissed off about Zoom meetings that they took it out of Costco. Zoom anger. <laughs> Give it five years, brother. That's gonna be a thing. That's gonna be a thing. As long as it's named, not, not named after any of us, it's fine. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Oh, you got Johnism? Oh, we're in trouble. We're in trouble now. All right, Rick, I've got one more current event and then a Florida band story on deck for you. Your next current event story. The EEOC has announced study of collected pay data. This is dated July 17th. Laura Mitchell, Jackson Lewis, PC, kudos to you for this article right here. In the next chapter of the EEO pay data collection story, the EEOC announced today it has contracted with the National Academies of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicines Committee on National Statistics, CNSTAT, to ultimately conduct an independent assessment of the quality and utility of the EEO1 component two data for fiscal year 17 and mm. 2018. Now, this is not an unexpected move, and in large part, it's been anticipated, especially after remarks by the EEOC commissioner. Uh, Lipnick and others after the agency collected the data as required by court order last year. In its announcement, the agency indicated an analysis of the data commenced July 1st and is scheduled to last through the calendar year 2021. EEOC Chair Janet Dillon believes the study will uh, 
no longer and not only answer critical questions about the data that was collected, but will give the commission valuable information as we consider the future of pay data collection. CNSTAT is no stranger to evaluating pay data reporting as it assessed methods for measuring and collecting pay information for the agency in 2012 and ultimately issued that final report that everyone's been working off of that is now coming up on being 10 years old. So collecting compensation data from employers, which has been a insightful reference and guidebook since its issuance will be updated in the next year or two, and we will be learning of the results of the CNS TAT's current assessment moving forward. Much of that was Greek to me. Rick, over to you. We are going to end up finding that there is still going to be a gender pay gap, albeit smaller than what it was 30 years ago, but we still are going to find that. And you're also going to find a, uh, an, a um, geographic pay gap. So in other words, if you have a, a high-tech um, IT job in Silicon Valley versus a high-tech IT job in, I don't know, Butte, Montana, that, that pay disparity is going to be different. Now, that, that right there is driven by the local economy, is driven by the local workforce and wages, but the gender pay gap is, is driven okay, by one thing, but- conscious and subconscious bias. You're going to have a huge disparity, though, between the reality of the situation of the gig economy and some of the AB5 laws that have rippled from California on forward over the past, Mm -hmm. like, 365 days compared to the data that they're basing the next uh, statistical analysis on being 2017-2018. There's a disparity there. Bro, John's head is about to explode right now. (laughs) Sorry. He's going to love our Florida man story to wrap things up. uh, Before I do Florida man, over to you. (laughs) Let's go to Florida man, bro. His head's about to explode. (laughs) Go ahead, play that intro for me, Rick. It's time for Florida man story. And now, finally, the Florida man story that you've been waiting for. Florida man on bicycle has been injured after a violent crash with a iguana. Out of Monroe County, Florida, a Florida man was injured in a bicycle crash with an iguana. Now, don't worry. The injuries were life-threatening at first and then later discovered that they weren't. That's at least for the 62-year-old bicyclist, the Monroe County Sheriff's Office, ultimately said on Facebook. Now, the man was riding on a path July 10th in, in a marathon in the Keys when the iguana darted out in front of him, he told officers. Key residents are in a constant battle with iguanas. They're everywhere. Cars hit them on the highway. They can grow up to five feet long and have been known to fall from trees in cold weather. This particular iguana got stuck between the front tire and the wheel fork of the bicycle, thus causing the front tire to lock up, and the rider flew through the air, head first over the handlebars, tumbling onto the asphalt, according to the sheriff's office. The bicyclist was taken to Fisherman's Hospital and given stitches to his head. He also had scrapes on his arms and one leg. The condition of the iguana has not been disclosed at this time, although it did not appear to be stable at the point in time of the incident, according to the Monroe County Sheriff's Office. And later on, they did confirm that the iguana had died. 
that is your Florida man story. Who wrote that story? Who's the author? This is from myfox8.com. Okay. I don't know what the person who was responsible for publishing that story did at work to get disciplined. And as a result, they got to do this story, but I feel bad for them. <laughs> I, re I really do feel bad for them. Um, you know, there's shootings and all these things happens. No, I got to follow up on what happened to the iguana and the person who's writing. Now, John, I don't know. I, I don't know if you know this, right? In Florida, it gets kind of cold. And earlier this year, we had an issue where iguanas, we just had a really, really bad cold snap out of nowhere. And iguanas froze and it started falling from trees on people. That, that became a thing. Actually, you know what? That was national news. We heard about that in Ohio. Oh, see, look at that. Yeah. So you heard about that in Ohio. So here's what's going on. I think that is the bad juju that kicked off this 2020 things that, that were happening right now. Because that started happening first. We should have saw this coming a mile away. And we did not. But now we got stories of people just falling over these iguanas. So what, what are your thoughts on the poor guy and the iguana getting in the way of his workout? Well, man, that's way beyond Zoom fatigue and all these Zoomism <laughs> challenges. Now it's going to be iguana-nitis, whatever the thing is. Iguana-nitis. I mean, I don't know what it's going to be, but I'm, he's reading all this, and I'm like, I know it's going to end up like we're all just really we, – we know the guy's fine, but it's about the iguana. What's going on with the iguana, <laughs> iguana, right? Is he going to be in the zoo? Is he going to be stuffed on the guy? He's on the bicyclist mantle is where he is right now. You know it's, he is. It's <laughs> the, the iguanas in quarantine because the guy was not wearing a mask, and that's what happens here in Florida. So the poor iguana is in quarantine. No, 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 no. He, the iguana was fired. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. That was a good Florida man story. It wasn't and as that, bad as I thought it was. That wraps, up, that wraps up your current events for the week right there. So with that being said, I'll take this moment to jump in with my final words. John, can't thank you enough for coming on the program today. Ricky, thanks for coming back on my show, which is now your show because I'm not in the home studio. And, and John, if you're ever in the uh, Niagara Falls or Buffalo area, Buffalo in particular, south of Buffalo, get in touch. I've got a plate of chicken wings waiting for you, okay? I, I like the anchor one up there. I do. I'd love it. Thank you. Roger that. All right. With that said, everybody, thank you very much. Follow us on wherever you get your HR talk, your podcast. Subscribe. Hit us like. Let me know what you think. You like it. You hate it. We want to know. You can text us. You can call us. You can email us. Or you can find us live at the floor of HR Florida Conference here on August 30th. Thank you very much. Drive safe and good night. <laughs>